eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome in to the Fog.net podcast. My name is Michael Swain, the Kansas beat writer for 24-7 Sports. Joined today by Nick Osen, our Iowa State insider for the 24-7 Sports Network. We're going to talk some Iowa State. Obviously, KU and Iowa State are set to face off in Lawrence on Saturday, 2.30 p.m. on ESPN2. Feels like a bigger game than should be on ESPN2, but I digress. Nick, how's the start of your week been so far? It's been really good, Michael. You know, I'm excited to kind of do this preview with you and, and check out the YouTube, you know, kind of backspace access that you have as well. Yeah, definitely. We've been having a lot of fun with the YouTube channel. Um, as always, for folks that are watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all the podcast platforms. And if you're listening on the podcast, head over to the YouTube channel. Got a lot of exclusive content that we're starting to do over there as football season ramps up. Nick, I want to start here with you. Obviously, Iowa State comes into this game off the back of a loss to Baylor, a game that seemed like it was going to be closed early on and then maybe got a little bit um, out of hand in terms of being a two-score game late on. But we'll start the vibe check. I guess what's kind of the atmosphere in Ames been like since the game ended on Saturday? Yeah, I think that there was some obvious disappointment. I'm not sure, you know, early on, a lot of people feel that Iowa State kind of got screwed over potentially by some calls, but the <laughs> the vibe of, you know, kind of Campbell and I would say the staff and the team is really, they're not going to use stuff like that, um, you know, kind of to their detriment, right? They, they acknowledge it. There was a little bit of mention on a post game, but the fact is that game was there for the taking. And I feel that the Cyclones know that they were down three with the rock coming out of the second half. Uh, so there was obviously very much a winnable game. I feel mm-hmm. that they didn't execute where they should have in the third quarter, but there were also a lot of good things. Uh, Jirel Brock came into his own as he has 
all season in the second half. The special teams had their best game of the season so far. Miles Purchase, who I know you mentioned on our other preview, and TJ Tampa, who I've been blown away by, they've looked really good and continued to in that second half. So I would say initial disappointment, but a lot of optimism to take from the game going into another really good opponent in the Kansas Jayhawks. Definitely. I'm sure we'll get into some of the positional stuff there, but you mentioned the corner and then the, the running back. I want to start here. Obviously, you know, Iowa State, you know, got off to a really good start to the season, right? Beats Southeast Missouri State 42 to 10, then has the big rivalry win over Iowa in a, a 10 to 7 game, which still looking at that score, it, it hurts my eyes a little bit. <laughs> and then they beat Ohio 43 to 10, and then, of course, lost to Baylor 24 31. I guess. Go, from your expectations going into the season to now, I guess, have they shifted much at all or how have things kind of changed now that you've gotten to watch the team? Because obviously it's a different look to the program now than I think what maybe KU fans are looking or used to seeing from Iowa State, right? Brock Purdy is gone. Brees Hall is gone. You look at some of the linebackers, right? Mike Rose isn't there. Aishim Young. A lot of the guys that Kansas fans saw from Iowa State the previous two years are, are kind of gone. So, a new look team to some degree, I guess, how has your expectations for this team or outlook on the team changed since the start of the season? Yeah. So you know me well enough. I would say it aligns somewhat with my personality. I was pretty high on this Iowa state team really coming out of spring and just the overall, as you mentioned, vibe and confidence coming out of fall camp. I think that the Iowa game, you mentioned the score and neither team played particularly great. But the Iowa State defense and their turnover forcing showed me a lot that game. So I thought, okay, there's a legitimate shot. This team can start off 5-0, and 6-0. Mm-hmm. Now they lost to Baylor, but Baylor's a good team. And, and I know that you're very much into the Big 12, obviously. So I don't feel that's a bad loss by any means. I still think that Iowa State can get to eight or so wins, but – Games like Kansas on the road and Kansas State are going to tell me a lot. Kansas State will be at home in a night game. You figure the Cyclones kind of have the advantage there with how things have gone night games recently at Jack Trice Stadium. But this this Kansas game is basically going to tell me how a young team can adapt not only to a an explosive, talented offense like Kansas has, but after a loss. And after a mm-hmm. loss where the team kind of hurt itself several times, whether it's questionable penalties or turnovers or just lack of execution on short third downs. And I feel that the expectations have been about what I've expected, but I did pick Iowa State to start the season at least 4-0, and and obviously they suffered their first loss Saturday. So obviously let's talk some quarterback because you look at last season and the seasons prior, Brock Purdy was the guy and led the program to new highs and was fairly consistent, even if he had inconsistencies within that. But all the while, you look at Hunter Deckers, the new quarterback, and he got a lot of the pubs being, hey, this is the guy that's going to replace Brock. And the thought from the coaching staff, at least when I was there, was that, hey, he might have more long-term potential than someone like Brock Purdy. But first season starting, there's going to be some ups and downs as expected. But I guess, what have you seen from Decker so far, and, and how would you maybe just evaluate kind of the first four games of him being the guy and the starter? Yeah, so you're spot on, and obviously you, you kind of know what you're talking about there from being around Iowa State. 
I do still feel that Deckers potentially has more talent and the higher ceiling, but Brock Purdy just had something about him when he was able to make certain plays, whether it's squeezing the ball in a tight window or, or flipping it on the run or just kind of getting his shoulder down and, and happening to get a first down with his legs, even though Deckers has kind of been touted, and, and I've said it too, as maybe the more athletic and stronger player in that sense. So I feel that arm talent and leadership, confidence, even decision-making for the most part has been really good from him. But some of the execution and turnovers, they simply, the execution needs to rise and the turnovers need to be brought down for the Cyclones to find success in the Big 12. I mean, turnovers happen against Iowa and they have a great defense. They just don't have that offense. Whereas when you get into the Big 12, Teams like Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas, certainly offensively, they're going to take advantage of mistakes like that. And, and that just simply can't happen if the Cyclones want to continue to rise. So I'd say overall, just about every game, you see the talent and you see that he can make every throw on the field. But sometimes, whether it's just kind of locking down and being more accurate or not forcing things or just tucking it and running for a few yards mm-hmm. to, to make it a a second and five or a third and two rather than third and long. I think that's something that can still be added to his game as a somewhat young starter. Definitely. And I get big picture on offense. Then you look at the numbers at least and the two FBS games, Iowa state has played, or I guess, sorry, two power five games. Iowa state has played, right? They scored 10 points against Iowa in a game that is always low scoring. So I don't think that's too much of a surprise. And then 24 points against Baylor in that defense. I guess, where do you feel like the offense is at so far? Obviously, Xavier Hutchinson, the leading wide receiver from last season, is back. But outside of that, it's all, a lot of new faces on offense. I guess, what have you kind of made of the start to the season for Iowa State on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, I think that the offense is starting to – kind of get where it's supposed to be. I mean, you mentioned Hutchinson, one of the best wideouts in the country. I think Jalen Knoll is starting to play to some of his potential as kind of that second wideout. And then there's a bit of a drop-off in terms of just production, you would say. But guys like Sean Shaw, been around for a long time. Dimitri Stanley, a transfer from Colorado, just scored a touchdown, a huge touchdown in the Baylor game. Jirel Brock has looked really good as a rusher. And they've got some younger pieces at running back as well. I'd say there are areas where you want to see some more consistency and maybe a little more uh, time potentially for plays to develop. But I think that the offense is actually in a good place. And I'm really excited to see how Hunter Decker, you know, Tom Manning and, and Matt Campbell really come together to kind of execute and figure out a really good game plan in a game I know that we expect to be pretty high scoring on Saturday between Iowa State and Kansas. Definitely. And what have you made of, obviously, Iowa State has a history of having really talented running backs. You think about Dave Montgomery, Brees Hall, and now you've got someone like Jirel Brock, but you go behind him and a true freshman, Cartavius Norton. You go to guys that are in their, what would it be, second season with the program, like Eli Sanders and Deion Silas. I guess that running back room as a whole that's obviously been one of the strengths of Iowa state's offense in past years. I guess, would you say that is a a strength of this year's team and how kind of that group progressed four games in? Yeah, I still would say it's a strength. I I think that the team needs to be healthy there. And I think they finally kind of are 
Uh, Norton was hurt for a little while. Brock came back into the Baylor game, but he got a little dinged up, took a pretty massive hit, I believe, in the third quarter. But I think it's really deep. I think that Jirel Brock provides kind of your every down physicality. He's shown a little bit of elusiveness that I may not have expected coming into the year. I think Norton, there aren't many guys probably in the country that just hit the hole harder and can kind of punish you like that per se. And then Silas, he's, he's a very kind of elusive shows with his size and agility. He can make some defenders miss. Haven't seen a ton of Sanders in mm. games, which I'm not really sure kind of how I expected that because he had a very, very good fall camp. Maybe it's just that Brock is able to kind of be leaned on more and the other guys just maybe have that one necessary trait. Sanders is a speed guy, right? And, and sometimes you need a little bit more than that to be able to get a ton of run in the Iowa State backfield. I still think he will eventually, and he's a really good player. But I think it's mostly been the Brock show, and I think for good reason. There's a lot of experience that needs to be found with those younger guys in terms of pass pro and things like that. But I definitely do still feel it's a strength as long as that health can kind of you know continue for the most part. Uh, maybe not a Brees Hall type, and, and that's okay. He's one of the best running backs the country's seen the last few years. But I definitely do believe it is still a strength there. Mm, interesting. And you mentioned Deion Silas for KU fans. If you see a short running back out there, we're in 22. That's who Deion Silas is. He's like a, a mighty mouse type of character, just short, stocky, but pretty explosive. Um, well, let's go to defense then. Obviously, you know, they lose a lot, but Will McDonald is still there. And I've not looked at the stats, but he should be pretty close to breaking Von Miller's all-time sack record in the Big 12. How is Will done to start the season? Because I think in terms of just, you know, what I see on social media and reading stuff, it doesn't seem like it's been an explosive start to the season for him so far. I guess, how would you evaluate the way that he's done? Because obviously he's someone that can be a game wrecker and has done so in, in years past. So I guess start of the, I think now would be a senior season, you know, how has that gone for him so far? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, I would say it hasn't necessarily been quite as productive or, or explosive in terms of production for Will as, as you might have expected. But, hmm. I mean, he was a game changer in the Iowa game. I think that just some of the physicality and the amount that he played in that game. I think he might've gotten a little dinged up. I don't think he was necessarily hundred percent in the Ohio game. He did get a sack there. His first sack of the season in that game. Oh, wow. Didn't do a ton 
in the Baylor game, quite honestly. So I would say in terms of production, it's been a little slower. Hmm. But he's, I mean, I don't think they win the Iowa game without him. So he still certainly made his mark. And I'm really interested to see kind of what can happen against an offense that they haven't faced, you know, in, in kind of a system like that against Kansas. I think it's going to be really interesting. McDonald has tried to play more snaps and kind of been moved around a little bit in this Iowa State defense this season. And around him, I, I think that it's been a lot of production, but there are guys that can help him in that pass rush as well. Mm. And obviously behind him, it's some new look. In terms of the linebacker room, right, Mike Rose not there anymore. You know, Orion Vance, the Mike linebacker, is still there. I guess taking a step back and going big picture, what are maybe some of the the strengths of the Iowa State defense, and, and what do you feel like are kind of their, their calling cards this season? Yeah, I'm going to stick with kind of what I've said since March or, or, or April. I think the best position group on the entire team is the secondary. I think that Anthony Johnson's move from corner to safety has been a good thing. Bo Freeler, who, who needs to be able to stay on the field, and that's not a knock on him. He, got, he missed like the entire Baylor game because of targeting. But when he's out there, he's a difference maker. Malik Verdon, who I'm sure you're familiar with from your time here, I think that guy's got an NFL future. And then the corners that I touched on earlier in the show, I feel are really good. They allowed one or two deep plays against Baylor. It's going to happen against a decent offense. But I think the secondary, when healthy, is a real strength. I think it's one of the top units really in the Big 12. And I think that what guys like Verdon and Tampa and Freeler, of course, with kind of his size and build, can kind of come up and do in the run game and that three, three, five stack, I think is impressive, but it will be interesting to see how Kansas kind of attacks the back end of that and goes a little deep on it. But that's a unit I would probably say has stood out to me the most for the Cyclones. Definitely. And I guess for you then let's go big picture before we wrap it up. What maybe we'll start here. What's your biggest area of confidence for Iowa state going into Saturday's game? What do you feel the best about, from an Iowa State perspective going into the game? Yeah, that would be kind of how Deckers and this wide receiver core can kind of attack Kansas's secondary. Now, I haven't heard a ton of big names back there for, for KU. I know that they've gotten into a lot of high-scoring games, and that can be complement to the Jayhawks' offense, of course. But I do feel that that wide receiving core is starting to kind of hit its stride, like I mentioned, for Iowa State. I think Deckers is going to play a lot better I actually feel that he might thrive in kind of a high-scoring back-and-forth contest because in some of those short time where you got to just kind of stretch the field, two-minute offense like that, Deckers has looked good like he did in the end of the first half against Baylor. So I'm probably most confident in Iowa State offense's response after the Baylor game where they did some good things, but they know they weren't close to their ceiling. Mm. And on the other side then, I guess – heading into Lawrence in Saturday's game, like what are you concerned about thinking, oh, if this happens, you know, it, it's bad news for Iowa State. And that is, I think, you know, an, an answer that has been talked about a lot throughout the country, but I think it's honest. And that would be letting Jalen Daniels, the star quarterback for Kansas, really get hot early. I mean, he is a special player. I've been impressed with QBR like we've talked about and just kind of the way he can stretch the field in addition to what he can do with his legs and making plays there. I feel that if he's able to do that quickly and comfortably, Iowa State might find some trouble. 
But then again, the defense has a lot of experience, especially at the linebacking core that I know Mm -hmm. will be a major thing when Kansas tries to run the option and get Daniels on the outside. Obviously, the running backs have played well for KU as well. So I think that'll be interesting. Uh, Kansas obviously has the advantage just being able to be in control with their OC and kind of game planning that way. But I think it's going to be a really great test, Michael. I really do. Definitely. I think it'll be a, a good atmosphere. Again, you look at a lot of fans selling out the stadium last week. I think it'll be close to a sellout this week. It'll be interesting to see the number of Iowa State fans that show up because I think the last time that Iowa State – I was thinking about this earlier. I think the last time that Iowa State came and played at KU and fans were allowed because obviously it was 2020, but fans weren't allowed for that game, right? And then you go back to I think 2018 was the game when there were – a fair few Iowa State fans. I think it led Joe Deneen to be pretty upset about that. So it'll be fascinating to see what the crowd looks like this weekend. Should be another really good atmosphere. Obviously, a 230 kick is perfect for, I think, all parties outside of myself because I just don't like those kickoffs, but I digress. <laughs> um, for you, Nick, then, what's kind of your prediction? How do you see this game playing out on Saturday? Yeah, so I think Daniels and Kansas get off to a good start in the first quarter. I'm not surprised if they go into the half at all with a lead. I think it's going to be high scoring, even when the Cyclones try to establish the run game. There's just a ton of talent on Kansas's offense, truly. I mean, you've kind of informed me more about that running back room as well. I think that's a strength for both teams. I just feel that with Iowa State's defense and experience there, plus coming off a loss in college, I do think that matters a little bit, maybe not as much as the pros. I think that Iowa State responds. I think there is a reason – that they're favored by a little bit. I think that this will be the best probably team that Kansas has played so far, I would think. Uh, certainly maybe the most complete team. I think it's going to go down to the last six or seven minutes. I've got Iowa State coming out with a slight victory, maybe a 33-34-28 type game. Mm, good stuff, Nick. And Matt Campbell after a loss is a one of those – principal plays in, in sports betting i've seen his against the spread record is pretty high he's like well over 500 in that so it should be a good game i'm excited um i think th- it's just a fascinating matchup i think the the haycock and Kolonecki dynamic of offensive coordinator versus defensive coordinator should be fascinating but nick we really do appreciate you coming on where can kansas fans find your work through the rest of this week Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And Cyclone Alert 247, that's going to be loaded with not only recruiting that we love to do, but we're going to have a written breakdown between the two of us. Michael kindly came on my show as well. And there will be a lot of things on the Cyclones. We'll we'll speak with Matt Campbell this week and get everybody ready for Iowa State versus Kansas Saturday in Lawrence. Perfect. Thanks a bunch, Nick. We'll have to talk in soon, all right? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 